once we do and we allow regular and regular meaning every single day, silence and solitude to feel most particularly to feel into our emotion because as projectors, we are the intuitive guides of the world. We see patterns where others don't. We can kind of foreshadow things and sense things that other types don't, which is our superpower. But if we're clouded by constantly doing and doing and doing and all the outside stimuli, we're not able to fully notice the beauty of those inspirations and those downloads. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today we get to speak with Danielle Laura, a two-time number one best-selling and award-winning author, advisor, energetics and relationship expert, and the founder of the HOT Method trademark. In her private work, she guides thought leaders, celebrities, and power couples around the globe in igniting their innate gifting so they can master their mission, amplify impact, and experience deep connection and fulfillment. Danielle is a recognized authority on relationships, alternative healing, and self-mastery. She has been featured in over 30 international publications and podcasts, including Authority Magazine, HuffPost, Reader's Digest, Thrive Global, and more. So let's dig into this episode as we talk with Danielle Laura. Danielle, I'm so honored to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So Danielle, we met through Clubhouse, through lots of conversations, lots of rooms, and we would talk about being intentional, talk about your energy, your mind. And I know you mentioned something about human design, and this was like a year, almost two years ago, that you did a reading for me. And I was like, wow, this is really powerful. And as I was listening to that, I was listening to it and I was um, going through that. I was like, this is really interesting. So share with us, you know, how did you get started, first of all, and you know, a little bit of backstory, and then we'll go into a little bit of human design. Yeah, you know, well, my background is in traditional Western medicine um, through, I was 
um, pediatric nurse and then clinical counselor, medical executive. So I very much approach things from a very practical standpoint, right? All about empirical data, A plus B equals C type of things. And through that whole journey, it still felt like there was one missing piece. Like it didn't quite feel like everything was was there. Um, Mm. So I just kind of became obsessed with what else might be out there that I'm missing, right? And I came into the study of energetics, which led me into human design um, and gene keys as well. And understanding that there's this whole other world of energy and energetics that really was the missing link for me. It kind of filled in the blank of these areas that traditional you know, Western medicine didn't fill in and it made total sense. So I dove deep into it um, and really started applying it to my own life and then brought it in with the labs of my clients. And now it really pretty much runs everything I do uh, five years later. <laughs> wow. I I like the, the terminology energetics, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's powerful because and it's very clear as well because as human beings there's energy within us but what is energy composed of right it's the frequency the up and down the the day and night the heartbeat you know up and heartbeat and, and I talked about I talk about it this a lot about how everything that we do is either, a one or a zero, and then somewhere in between. So that's really basic. (laughs) But there's a wave in everything. Yeah. Or frequency. Okay. So that was a really short intro of, you know, where, how you got into the energetics. You weren't feeling that this is not everything. You're probably feeling disconnected. Right. Right. It was, it was very logical, right? We live in a very logical society, especially in like the Western end of things. And not Mm -hmm. everything can be explained with logic. There's sometimes a lot of emotion and energy at play that we can't quite explain, but we feel in a huge way, right? And that's where the energetics piece uh, really came into play. So as you dug more into energetics and understood how it played a role in people's lives. What started happening for you? Well, I would like to say quite literally, my life flipped upside down, (laughs) but in a good way, in a good way. Basically, I really began to question everything that I had been doing in my life, decisions I made, beliefs that I had, and started putting them against my energetic blueprint which at your core, your energetic blueprint is quite literally the essence of you, like your genetic coding and how that expresses across various domains of your life from your career, your relationships, your health, finances, you know, all of that. And so when I started learning that, oh my gosh, there's actually a path of least resistance. There's a way that I can do certain things in flow with my energy rather than in resistance to it well, heck, why would I not do that? So once I did, and I started kind of rearranging my life and decisions and everything accordingly, everything became in flow. It felt like everything became easy. And it felt actually, maybe for, I would say for the first time in my life, like super, super fulfilling. And Mm -hmm. there's just like that intangibility, you know, that intangible essence of fulfillment that you can't quite put into words, but when you just feel like really aligned and everything just feels like it is working out for you, that was the power that, that really leveraging my energetic blueprint had over my life. You know, there's something that you mentioned about the genetic coding, Mm -hmm. but I want to actually 
challenge you to change that wording because genetics means it's in our biology, physical, but energy means it's part of our soul, which is a, it's living in a different dimension almost. Yes, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. It also does affect us physically though. In our physical body, there's a huge part of our energetics that relates to our physicality. So I would say it's both, but maybe I could reword that, that lingo there. That's a, that's a great point. Awesome. Because human beings, we are two things. We are the physical and the spiritual, almost like the hardware and the software. You can have a hardware iPhone, right? It's a brick. If it doesn't turn on, like, oh my God, this thing is dead. And what the funny thing is, it is dead. I mean, it's, it's physical. It's, it doesn't have life as in it's not something living and breathing because it is just a hardware device. As soon as you give it energy, the electricity and the software, it comes alive. Right. I love Just it. Stop. That's an amazing, <laughs> amazing visual. I love that. I love doing that because my goal in life is to figure out the how the how things work. And my good friend, Heather Vickery, mentioned that I should, it's my how analogy. And she actually gave me the title for my book, which is going to be called The High and How Analogy. And I'm still trying to work out, okay, what's the second, the subtitle for it? And it could be From Zero to Hero. But the more I listen to people listen to conversations or listen to explanation of things, the better I understand how things work. It's pretty, it's pretty fascinating. But what you're talking about, right? The energy. Now, the question is, how often do people realize that they are in misalignment with their energies? It usually happens when we are feeling depleted and exhausted and feeling like, okay, I'm done. I'm over this. There's got to be a better Mm -hmm. way, right? So it's kind of when we come to that, that breaking point where the disconnect is so real, we just can't ignore it anymore, right? And we're like, okay, maybe let me open up to potentially a better way or a more helpful way of doing something that could really work for me. (laughs) No, that's, that's, that's really true. So how would somebody... Before I go to that question on how somebody would realize, okay, I'm, I need to find another way because there has to be some kind of realization people have to come to. Like there's a literal fork in the road. Do I go right to that? Do I go left? Before I get there, what motivated you or keeps you motivated in being in this space that you are, being an energetic whisperer almost? Yeah. It's, it's this essence that when I am in alignment with my energetics, everything flows. I'm happier. I have much more success. Things come pretty easily. It feels very easeful. I'm more fulfilled. Relationships are better, right? Everything in my life is better as a result of allowing my energy to do the heavy lifting, so to speak, right? Letting it do mm-hmm. its thing and allowing me to follow. So when that's happening, it's like, why, why would I not? <laughs> How could I possibly not continue this, this flow? Yeah. All right. So how would somebody come to a realization? Okay, I'm not feeling great. 
uh, there's a lot of negativity going on around me. Do I just continue this life or do I find another way? Like how would somebody even come to that realization? I know you mentioned that you're feeling depleted. You're feeling like nothing's going right. Give us some examples of some of the people that you've worked with and yeah. helping them, okay, this is why it's not working. Kind of thing. Yes. So a huge piece of this is the conditioning piece. We are either from our you know, family conditioning, society's conditioning, workplace conditioning. We're taught these you know, particular codes of ethics and how to do things that we just kind of take as our own and we do them. And we keep doing them over and over and over and over and over. But we notice that over and over and over, it's not creating the result that we actually want, whether that's internal or external. So we get to this point where we can then examine, okay, is this conditioning, is this belief that I've taken on actually serving me? Is this actually working? Oh, it's not? Let, let me open up to potentially that there might be something different, right? And if you're already getting to that point of mm -hmm. questioning if things are a little bit off, more than likely there is something that could be tweaked that could be in better alignment for you. But it, it's difficult sometimes to acknowledge that something you've done forever that worked really well for a period of time maybe is no longer yeah. working for you. But I think that's the beauty of evolution in life, right? We, we, we work something until it doesn't maybe work anymore. And then we get yeah. to expand into something else. <laughs> no, absolutely. Just like Einstein says, if you're trying the same problem, if you're trying to solve the same, solve the problem with the same set of knowledge, if that's not insane, then I don't know what is. Totally. Yes. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. I'm trying to go deeper, but you, you guide the way. For example, right? I'm after we did home and design, human design for myself, turned out that I'm a projector, right? So what that means is that I project energy coming from other generators or other people, but I'm also generating my own energy, correct? Yeah. So projectors particularly i'm also a projector so i feel you 100 percent here in our in our particular types we're we're considered what they call quote non-energy types meaning we mm -hmm. don't have a defined sacral center which is where a lot of our creative energy comes from naturally so we have to actually get that from others right we get that inspiration mm -hmm. of that creative energy from the world around us and by others such as generators or manifesting generators who do have that defined sacral center, who produce that energy for us. So we notice sometimes when we're around others of that, of who have those types, we're super inspired and we have all these ideas. Whereas we notice if we take a break and we're just alone for an extended period of time, sometimes it just becomes yeah. flat and maybe we, we lack inspiration. And that's just, just how our energy type works. Oh my God. That is so, that is so true because... When I'm not listening to music or when I'm not interacting with other content and only have have my own thing to do, like I need to finish this project or this project, I feel very like I'm just I'm just coasting almost. Yeah. yeah. So how would a how would somebody like me, somebody who's a projector, create a situation where they're automatically like there's some kind of regenerative energy coming when we do things. Yeah. The beauty about this as a projector is that our superpower actually lies in the rest and rejuvenation, in the solitude, in the silence. Mm -hmm. 
but we're conditioned to always be going and doing and producing. Mm -hmm. So often we don't actually let ourselves just be in solitude. You know, when I first started this work, I'm like, solitude? Oh my gosh, like, no, I have way too many things going on. I don't have time for solitude, right? And so it's difficult. Or even if you try to have solitude, you get distracted and you're thinking about all these things you should be doing. So it's a process to even get there. So, so many Mm -hmm. of us are not living in that, in that reality anyway. So it feels really difficult. But once we do and we allow regular and regular meaning every single day, silence and solitude to feel most particularly to feel into our emotion because as projectors, we are the intuitive guides of the world. We see Mm -hmm. patterns where others don't. We can kind of foreshadow things and sense things that other types don't, which is our superpower. But Mm -hmm. if we're clouded by constantly doing and doing and doing and all the outside stimuli, we're not able to fully notice the beauty of those inspirations and those downloads. Wow. Right? So- so you're, you're almost saying that as a projector, because we project the energy coming to us, and if we're taking in too much information, we're essentially not emptying our cups. Right. And we essentially need to empty that cup to feel what's around us. Definitely. I love that. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, I will sometimes just step away from everything and just go build some lego sets yeah that's so because, cool that, yeah so from your lens what do you see with that activity that it was like that's like your intuition just guiding you away to come back to center and sometimes that's you know that looks so different for everyone when i say solitude people typically think like oh i have to sit in meditation with my eyes closed <laughs> humming and it's like no not necessarily unless that's what works yeah. for you right yeah. for some people especially um especially i notice more so in males they actually relax by doing something right mm-hmm. so for you doing the lego set like building the lego set or whatever putting something together it allows you to actively relax, right? So you're still doing something, but it allows you to kind of center and maybe calm yourself, calm your mind, come back into yourself, which is so cool that intuitively you are already doing that, right? That's awesome. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so cool. And, And yesterday I spent about four hours outside, you know, taking care of, of, because we had some work done in the garage and we can't be in the garage. So we had to empty out all of the stuff. You have all these appliances lying around. So I was like, okay, I need to get this done. So I took up on myself to spend like four hours just outside, emptying the shed, making room for mm-hmm. these things. Because I know for the next three days, it was going to rain. I'm like, we can't leave these appliances outside. So that kind of also relaxed me because I didn't um, feel like I was missing anything because Mm -hmm. I was almost like on a mission. Right. Yeah. When you can create that focused energy where it's like the whole, everything else just kind of fades away. The worries of the world, everything you have, and you're just focusing on what's right in front of you. That's what's creating that, that centeredness, right? Which is usually when, um, if we notice we'll usually get downloads and inspiration or all of a sudden something will come to us right out of nowhere, seemingly out of nowhere, but because we've allowed the channel and the space to be created for it to come in. You know, the other day I was just looking through Instagram and the first video that popped up was Sean Cannell, Sean Cannell. And 
It was like, would you rather be scrolling through these videos or actually make your dream come true? So go do the work. So I was like, all right, I can <laughs> so I stopped right away. I'm like, I need to go create my own future because nobody else is going to create it for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So you've created your future. What you're doing is, is really remarkable. Share with us um, how you're helping people and what are the kind of results coming on? Because I just really want to inspire people as you inspired me with, by reading my, you know, my human design and my, um, what was the other thing? Gene keys. The gene keys. Yes. yes. You know, what's so beautiful about your energetic blueprint is that you can apply it to literally any domain of your life, any area that you want. The two main areas that I help people through is the business aspect. So conscious companies or business owners who really want to learn how to effectively master themselves and how they're showing up in their business and then leverage their team accordingly as well, according to mm -hmm. their design so that everything is working in the greatest flow, getting the most done that you can with the greatest level of potency and impact. And the other side is the relationship piece. Um, I work with a lot of power couples around the dynamics mm -hmm. of how do we have the most healthy, thriving relationship based on our, our, our individual energetics while still also making a huge impact in the world, right? Yeah. This also goes for the relationship dynamics within teams and things as well. And that's been so rewarding, right? Because when we see, when we get to take the emotionality out of things and we don't take things personally, and we just see things yeah. as they are. Oh, this is the energetic blueprint of this person. This is how they thrive. Awesome. Now that I know that, I know what I can expect, right? Or what I can't mm. expect, right? What, what might not be realistic. And then it just yeah. takes, you know, it takes the emotionality and the highs and lows of guilt or shame or, you know, in business, you know, you know, success or failure. It takes all of that kind of out of it. And we can just see things as they are. And when we don't have all of this emotion tied to it being, quote, good or bad or whatever, and we can mm. see it as it is that's when the beauty of flow can really happen because we know we can take this step and this step and this step and it will produce a result if we just get out of our own way, essentially. No, that's beautiful because it's almost like there's more, yeah, there's more dynamic. I mean, humans being or human beings are more dynamic than just ones and zeros. There's, there's so many modalities that we go through and, and how we react to other people reacting or other people acting is is so different for every single person because of the different energy types that they are or because of the different way their their energy was defined. Exactly. And especially when this is, you know, coming into business and you have multiple people running a company, right? Really understanding how to leverage everyone's strengths, their defined centers and their chart properties. Because a lot of times we are, again, doing things based on conditioning, or we think that we have this skill set, or because just because we could do it doesn't mean we should do it. Doesn't that yeah. doesn't mean that it's the highest return on our energetics. So also leveraging everyone's highest points of their own energetic frequencies within that of a whole just changes changes the game for everyone. Wow. Uh, okay, I want to take, I want to go down that route, yes. right? So let's say I'm working with a team. What's the first step and at work or in my, in my own, like, for example, my own team um, that I work with. And what's the first step that you would recommend they take to understand and get a better understanding of how everybody works? 
So it's almost like yeah. a it's almost like a a, gui- a user's guide, right? How this person works versus. Yes. So 101, first up, I would say make it simple. Understand what everyone's type is. You can pull your charts. You can go to jovianarchive.com, enter your information and pull your chart. It'll pull your team's chart, right? And just see, first of all, what is everyone's type? There's five main types. That in and of itself carries particular types of personalities and strengths and weaknesses just right there. So start there as the basic, right? And understand okay, per each role, is this person actually really great for their role or maybe something else could Mm. be different? Um, And then, of course, there's a lot of other chart properties. There's things like profile lines, open and defined centers that are very telling in terms of where we are naturally gifted versus where we take in energy and it might be more of an inherent uh, weakness perceivably, Um, right? So we can then you know, put that against the job and the, the mission that needs to get done and see, okay, is this really, is this person really equipped or how can we bring someone else into this particular realm to help this project or, or domain grow even greater? Mm. I love that. So start with figuring out who, what everybody's type is yes. and then say, okay, they're in this role. Is this really aligned? with who their type is because if it's is it if it's in misalignment then they're always falling behind or not question does people's energies or energy type change over time no you will always have your exact same energy type what can change over time is well, what will change over time if you're embodying your energetic blueprint is you'll unlearn all the conditioning piece. So all the things that have kept you in resistance because you've been out of alignment with your energetic type, you'll kind of let go of, which means you'll become even way more in flow, more skilled, more quick, you know, quicker with success, greater potency, things that you do just come almost like they become second nature because in fact, it's who you really are before you learned all the conditioning piece. So it becomes very natural when you allow yourself to decondition and just master the energetics. Okay. I need to do that because (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of learned behaviors that I've got, right? That's keeping me from performing at my 100% 100% or performing at my peak. And it's something, there's there's a lot of things that I learned when I, I read the book by Gay Hendricks, um, The Big Leap, because he yes. talks a lot about, you know, your zone of genius versus your zone of incompetence and your zone of competence and zone of excellence. Yes. And a lot of people are just hanging out, cruising in their zone of excellence or zone of competence. Yes. And that's really a beautiful relation to human design, right? If when we're um, when we're living in conditioning, we're usually operating out of our zone of competence. Versus when we really master our energetic blueprint and we start living from our defined centers, from our strengths, right, where our energy flows, we're living in our zone of genius all the time, mm. right? So that's actually a really beautiful example. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's one of my favorite books. I think everybody should read that. Absolutely, I, I actually told. After I read the book, I messaged at least 20 different people that you need to read this book. It is going to open your mind like it's never been opened before. True. Very true. Okay. Yeah. And I I love what you've been sharing, you know, finding that blueprint and figuring out, okay, how do I operate the best way? And how can I be 
my best self. So I need to work on that because I know there's, I'm almost, I'm almost at the top of where I need to go or, you know, to get to that next level. And in just the past two years, I've grown so much and I've seen so much change within myself because I just started to become or started to act like who I wanted to or be myself kind of. Yeah. And that's exactly, you know, what letting go of conditioning is and and coming into your authenticity. Who were you before you learned all of those things? And before you learned that all of those beliefs or ways of being were what was recommended, right? Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there's still a lot to work on myself because I still have trouble calling my parents on, <laughs> on a weekly basis or a yeah. daily basis, because there's a lot of, oh, there's a lot of like, oh, did you do this? Oh, why don't mm-hmm. you call your brothers and sisters? Oh, why don't you do this? Oh, you should be doing this. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't call for this. Yeah. yeah. So like, how do you overcome something like that using your design or do you just work at it? Yeah. So it is coming into boundaries based on your energetics. So this is kind of a whole nother mm-hmm. piece of the energetic blueprint is that each different, different type actually needs different types of boundaries because of the way that their energy works. So you as a projector, my fellow projector here, we actually mm-hmm. need even stronger boundaries in terms of our self-loyalty in terms of what we need to keep in terms of our emotional and energetic safety so that we can, and by safety, Mm -hmm. I mean like peace, right? Where we can feel at peace. The moment projectors feel stifled or feel like they have to do something, it just like closes us up immediately, right? And it actually stifles the ability of inspiration and stifles that creative energy. Whereas other types, right, manifesting generator generators, for example, can be a little yeah. more wide with their boundaries, right, in a general sense, because they don't have their, their energy types, they, they create that energy, whereas we as projectors mm-hmm. don't. So they can be a little more loose with it because it's not going to affect them as much. But for us, it's right. mega affecting. So having those really tight boundaries around what's going to protect my sense of self-loyalty to my commitments and what I feel true to my internal safety that's going to be key. Oh my God. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> See, this is what I was trying to get to. And, and that's because I didn't open up much in the beginning, but that's what I was trying to look for. You know, why am I the way they, the way that, why am I the way that I, that I am and how can I be better? And, and you, you, you're, 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 you know, you're, you have the experience to say, or you worked with enough people and being a projector yourself, mm-hmm. understand that there has to be much tighter boundaries. Yeah. And it's it's much easier to work with people that are high energy in the same frequency. For example, mm-hmm. there's at least two, three people that I can't that that I talk to on a daily basis. Yeah. And they're high energy, same mindset. Mm-hmm. always supporting and encouraging. So I'm going to talk to them more and more and more because I feel energized the way that I want to when I talk to them. Yes. And that's important as a projector to really feel into how you feel when you're with someone, right? And what does that encounter do for you? That can either really fuel you, right? If you're around the right mm-hmm. people and, or it could totally deplete you because we're absorbing aura types. So we feel all the energy, we take it in. 
So if it's not in the highest alignment, we're going to feel super drained, like almost exhausted, like a sleepy mm-hmm. almost, right? Versus when it's in full alignment, it's like, it's so expansive. We could just go on forever with all of this beautiful inspiration energy. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. I need to find out energies of the people that are around me the most because. Yes. I encourage that for (laughs) sure. (laughs) Because after I'm done with a conversation, I need, it's almost like I need to go, I need to take a nap, right? Yes. Totally. And. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. Guys, if, if this is not blowing your mind, I don't know what is going to. <laughs> <laughs> We've been having an amazing conversation with Daniela Laura, and I, I'm, I'm loving every single moment. It's almost like I need to have another conversation to go even deeper uh, if, it's, if it's even possible. And I'm sure it is because you know you work with you work with uh, clients and you work with people to help them realize and help them uh, become their best selves. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so, we, oh gosh, we could, we could go forever deep. There's all the different, <laughs> all the different realms of depth that we could go into. Yeah. And the more talked about the energy and how we absorb, it's almost like, yes, there it is. You know, and there's a character in X-Men called, uh, and her name is Rogue. And whenever she touches any person with an ability, she absorbs that ability. Mm. So the question is, are projectors, as projectors, do we have that same superpower? We do. We do. And this is why energetic boundaries are paramount for us to protect our energy. Because, I mean, we could, you know, there will be times, you know, you might, like, for example, I'll use myself as an example. I'll be in a client Mm -hmm. session, right? going through something, you know, whatever my clients, you know, feeling, walking them through things. And if I'm not careful, if I didn't put those energetic boundaries up the next day, I might be feeling exactly what they were feeling as though it's me, as though it's happening to me. Oh my God. And and we'll be like, you know, oh my God, what's happening? Like, am I having an emotional breakdown? Like I, nothing caused this. Like what is happening here? Am I going crazy? <laughs> when in reality, it's, I've just taken on their energy as my own, right? So the more that you, you you know, you get into this, the more you can recognize it pretty immediately and, and yeah. mitigate it before it happens. But yeah, the short answer is, yeah, projectors, um, that's our superpower um, <laughs> and why we can see others so deeply, right? And why we can make such a profound impact in the world because we're really able to see things as they are rather than yeah. as, as people or the world wishes them to be. Dude, that's okay. So I'm thinking of some other movies as well. <laughs> There's a movie called I Zombie where she would, she became a zombie, but because she's a medical examiner, there's people dying and coming. And so she's helping solve problems by eating their brains and then absorbing of who they are. And then she could figure out, it's pretty interesting, but it's almost like you're taking the energy from somebody else and you can now figure out, You, it's almost like you can read people's minds. Mm-hmm. but not at that extent. It's, okay. it's very much of an, it's like an energetically reading their minds. So it's like, it's right. not like, you know, you're like, oh, I know exactly what you're thinking, right? But through the sensation of feeling as projectors, mm-hmm. we're very sentient beings. Our clear sentience is usually our dominant intuition type, which is clear feeling. So we can yeah. just feel the, the idiosyncrasies of what might be off with someone, right? It could just be in their voice, just hearing their vibration. We're attuned to, oh, something's off here, right? Mm-hmm. Or just 
walking in a room and sensing, oh, somebody just had a fight here, right? Or whatever the case might be. We're so, so, so highly attuned to that at all times. We're always processing that, which is what makes us Mm -hmm. a little more you know, exhausted in general, right? As a general, as a generalization, which is why we need more of that solitude and that rest time to rejuvenate. Our aura is on hyper overdrive. We're always taking in all the things and feeling all the things, which naturally can make us a little more tired. (laughs) All right. That's really powerful because every time we go on a long road trip and my wife is sleeping, I start falling asleep Mm. because I'm feeding off of that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll go and stop and, and get some Monster Energy drinks and <laughs> Red Bull to keep my body awake. But still, in my mind, it's like, no, we just, just, we just should go to sleep. Yeah, that's funny. All right. So, cool. So, guys, we've been speaking with Danielle, Danielle Laura, and she is in Energetics reader correct is that the yeah, right terminology energetics expert energy intuitive energetics whatever, whatever you want to call it <laughs> she's a double e <laughs> and um she's going to be sharing three hacks to take away after the break so stick around and uh we'll be right back i'm janet Ahmed, host of hacks and hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at humble zone this episode is brought to you by home studio mastery I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. All right, guys, welcome back. We have been having a blast speaking with Danielle Laura, and she's an energetics expert. I met her a couple of years ago, and we've just talked over Clubhouse, and she was like, hey, this you got to check out this energy. I'm like, oh, I want, I want mine. And then so we had a chat, and then she shared my energy reading, um, my human design, and as well as my... I keep forgetting the second thing. Gene keys. The gene keys. <laughs> so, Daniel, thank you so much for, you know, sharing with us. And guys, she's got three hacks to take away. So, Daniel, take it away. All right. So, number one hack I would say that's going to optimize your life in every way is finding out what your energetic blueprint is. Find out your type. And you can do that by going to jovianarchive.com. And there is super, con- like, you know, if you look at the... If you look at just your chart, you're probably not going to understand everything. That's totally fine. Just look at your type. There will be a description of what that means for you. And just start there. That's going to help change a lot for you just right there. And then I would say number two, what I would recommend for you is understanding what your dominant intuition type is, meaning how your intuition speaks to you. And that can either be through 
um, visuals, through hearing, through feeling, or through just knowing. When you can really harness and understand how information is coming into you and through you, you'll be able to make really unshakable decisions that are in alignment with also your energetic blueprint. So that would be another thing I really recommend. And then thirdly, this is this was a game changer for my life. I live my life according to this, and it is following my biorhythms. So you can look this up mm. on Google, Biorhythm Calculator. Um, and it will show you, you put in, you put in your, your information, it will show you for the month ahead, uh, mentally, emotionally, and physically where your rhythms are for that month. And it's on like a, you know, this, this spreadsheet where it goes up and down and you can really calculate out your life, especially if you're a projector, right? In human design, look at where your intellectual yeah. high peak is. That is when you're going to have your most creative energy. And as non-energy types, this is what we really want to leverage when we're doing our most daunting tasks for the month, right? The things that are going to require the most of our energy you want to do when you're in your intellectual high wave. You can also look at this for, you know, physically, if you're going to go do something physical or if you're going on a, a vacation or anything like that, mm -hmm. leverage that around yeah. your natural biorhythms. You're optimized in whatever you're doing and wherever you are. Oh my God. I love that. I'm going to go check out my biorhythms as well because I'm always struggling. Okay. What, what I'm always pulled in 10 different directions. Like I want to get this done, but I also have this thing done, but wait, I got to finish that first. Right. So I'm always pulled into so many different directions. So that's going to help me figure out and almost like set up a calendar for myself. Yes. Hey, at this time you should be working on this thing. Forget everything else. Totally. You know, uh, and you're gonna succeed. So that that's really powerful. I love I love all of these. I, I love the hacks that you're sharing. And you're you're actually right. Finding out our human design is so easy. And here's the critical thing. Okay, so I had my wife pull up hers, and she's like, "No, I'm just gonna put this random date and this random time." I'm like, no, do not <laughs> do that. It needs accurate information yeah. of where all the planets and all the stars were when you were born. And that's all it needs, right? It just needs that pinpoint of when you came into the world. Yeah. And if the more accurate, accurate you are, it doesn't even care. It doesn't even matter what name you put on there, right. actually, right? Does it? Nope, it only matters matter. if you have the date, time, the address, or the location that you were born then the longitude and latitude is going to match up with the the entire universe and it'll know exactly who you are exactly sounds trippy but it's awesome <laughs> i know it is it, it is and that's that's why we that's why i mentioned you know it is the operating system that is our spirit spirit and that has a diff, that that is what energizes us and depending on when it was injected in our bodies or whatever to activate it you know it matters what what that time time circuit was yes. it's almost like you know back to the future you got to get to hit 88 miles an hour before you can travel to the time <laughs> <laughs> all right daniel we have a few quick questions and then uh we'll wrap it up sounds good all right First question, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? You know, I love, I don't even know what the type, what the name of this is particularly, mm -hmm. but it's the people that make like glass, like glass out of like the. Oh, 
making glass sculptures or glass um yeah yeah like I did I did a little workshop once and I was like this is so awesome Mm -hmm. but you have this like the fire and it goes at different speeds and you have to put the glass in it certain ways and you can make you know Mm -hmm. anything like a wine glass a a vase or whatever but it was so cool and I'm like what a fun hobby that would have been if I would have just gotten into that more because I think it was it's just awesome you're alchemizing something you're making it new that's so cool that's right that's right you're creating something from something else and that's funny. We do that all the time with other things. <laughs> no, I, I do love glass blowing. I think it's called glass blowing. Okay. So yeah, maybe go do some more of those. Yeah, yeah. I should do that. <laughs> next You're question. Right. Yeah, you should totally do that. Our next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? When I was a child, I, had, I wanted to be two main things. One was a teacher. Mm-hmm. The other thing was a policewoman. So I wanted to protect people from the Ooh. bad guys. Uh, and I wanted to help them learn. <laughs> I love that. And I think what you're doing is you're teaching a lot of people how to be their best selves right now. So this is yeah. one thing coming true. Yes. And the reason I asked that question is because whatever people were doing at when they were anywhere from ages 8 to 13, that is their true, that is their truest self. And that's where they're going to be the most happy and the rest for the rest of their lives almost i love that I it's my it's my little philosophy <laughs> i love it i'm here for it awesome uh next question what is your favorite movie or tv show so i don't normally watch tv or movies but let me tell you what i just started watching this series on netflix called married at first sight Um, which is a social experiment, Mm -hmm. basically, where they basically arrange Mm -hmm. people in marriages and they get married at the altar and then they have to live together for eight weeks and Mm -hmm. decide if they're going to stay married and all of this. But it's fascinating to me because I love social experiments and I love actually looking at the energetics of two people and how they interact, right? So for me, this is like fascinating. Mm -hmm. For some people, they think this is complete craziness, but I think it's fascinating. (laughs) Nice, nice. I'll have to check out maybe an episode of that. Maybe. It's interesting for sure. <laughs> what movie would you choose? Yeah, yeah. Um, next question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, that is a really good question. I feel like I can't answer that because I'm super lame sauce when it comes to like movies, like growing up, my parents didn't let me watch movies and things (laughs) like that. I was like super, super, uh, um, Mm. not allowed to do so, you know, do things like this. And so even in my adult age, I don't really watch many movies. So I feel like this is the lamest answer ever. I don't even know how to answer that. Maybe I should put it to you. What do you, who do you think I should be? (laughs) Um, you could be rogue in X-Men. Okay. I take it. <laughs> because, because being a projector, being, <laughs> and you're right. You know, when you mentioned you, we have to have boundaries and rogue would have these gloves because she's like, if I touch you, I'm going to, I'm going to either cause you pain or going to suck in your energy. So you got to have those boundaries. Fitting. Wow. Yeah. That is so fitting. Oh my God. Mind blown. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Next question. Who is your favorite superhero? Also, I feel like a failure with this question because I'm lame sauce and I don't know anything about superheroes. 
I would say whatever superhero <laughs> saves it's the okay. world from bad things or bad people. All right. There's a lot of them. A lot of those. But um, <laughs> I don't know. You, you should check out um, Captain Marvel and okay. see if you resonate with her. Okay. I'll check All right, her out. We'll put that down. We'll put that for now. Last question. Yes. <laughs> Last question. If you are a board game, what would it be? Um, so the first thing that came to my mind was checkers, and I have no idea what kind of psychoanalyzation of what that would mean for me, but um, <laughs> that's just the first thing yeah. that came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so checkers is a pretty, pretty chill game, and you're pretty chill, and there's two things to it, so people are working from one side of the board to the other side of the board trying to become king so they can take all over the entire board i don't know maybe so, do we need to dig a little deeper on that one maybe the clear-cut objectives right like the objective of getting to the other side perhaps yeah, yeah. We, we could really lean into this a little more but <laughs> leave it at that yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Well, Daniel, thank you so much for your time. Where can my audience find you? Thank you so much for having me. They can find me at my website at www.danielle-laura.com or you can find me on Instagram, underscore Danielle Laura. I'm pretty much that handle on all, all the social media so you can find me pretty much anywhere. Awesome, perfect. We'll be sure to include the links in the show notes. Thank you again so much. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on the website hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.